welcome back to this, the bonus part of today's FYI episode on pizza, my favorite thing in the whole world. Don't tell my wife or my daughter, please. And if you're listening to this, I'm just kidding. I don't love pizza more than you. Uh, in fact, my wife and I, we have this this funny way of saying, she's like, ¿Cuánto me quieres? She said, how much do you love me? And, you know, we, we joke around. I say, I love you more than this person likes talking. You know, for example. So uh, one time I said to her, I said, I love you more than pizza. And she stopped dead in her tracks, como decimos, paró en el momento. And she said, that's not true. You don't love me more than pizza. And I said, I do. I swear to God. Uh, pizza is an inanimate object. How could I love it more than you? And she said, Alberto, I caught you. Te pillé. <laughs> so, manos en la masa, right? Nunca mejor dicho, as you say in Spanish. Manos en la masa. We say to be caught red-handed, right? De la salsa de tomate. No, no, es de la sangre, right? If you're caught red-handed, eh, te pillan con sangre en las manos. It, it kind of makes sense. Another way to say it is to be caught with your pants down. All right, well, I hope you're enjoying our look into pizza and the wonderful world of this popular treat called pizza. Let's uh, start off with the New York Subway Pizza Connection. Now, what is this? Well, it sounds like some 70s funk band, no? Un grupo de funk de los 70. Hey, what's the name of your band? We're the New York Subway Pizza Connection, baby. And we're playing tonight. We're playing live. The New York, it's a good name for a band. The New York Subway Pizza Connection basically states that the average pizza slice, average, vamos a pronunciar esto, no es average, sino average, dos, dos sílabas, average, the average pizza slice in New York City, in New York City, yeah, me invento la ciudad, in New York City usually matches the price of a ride on the subway. So what does that mean? That means it costs the same to have a slice of pizza or to ride the subway. And supposedly these two things, these two prices are neck and neck. Neck and neck es que son iguales, van empatados. So one goes up and the other one goes up. And one goes up. I was going to say one goes down. They never go down. <laughs> and the other goes up and so does the other. As I said before, it could be a conspiracy. Do you think the subway people, the people from the MTA, got together with the Pizza Association? Could be. We'll do a podcast on that. The New York Subway Pizza Connection Conspiracy. No, I'm joking. It's known as the pizza principle as well. They call it the, the pizza principle. I guess it's easier to say. It's not as cool as a, a band name, but we'll take it. The pizza principle. And this was first observed in the 1960s. And uh, since then, it's been pretty much the same. So whatever the going rate is, the going rate is lo que se está pagando, the going rate for a slice of pizza, well, that's the going rate for a ride on the subway. Pizza is a lot of fun, too. I mean, when I think of pizza, I think of parties. We used to have pizza parties. Uh, the Super Bowl is one of the days in the United States where the most pizza is consumed. Uh, and so, you know... Um, it's a fun kind of food, you know, ice cream, pizza. It's food that we associate with celebrations, uh, with fun, and all that. So I figured we could take a look at some fun facts about pizza. Now, um, Domino's, if you remember, Domino's are the masters of delivery. 
You know, Domino's, Pizza Hut, uh, you know, they're good, but uh, Domino's, they they really bet on the infrastructure of their website and, and you know, making sure they got that delivery process down, which, you know, they, they didn't know, they didn't have that insight, ese conocimiento, but in this, this post-COVID world that we live in, nobody's going to any location. So Pizza Hut has a lot of locations that are kind of empty, whereas Domino's has small smaller locations and that's what's working right now so so delivery has has been a big thing and it's only getting bigger and i don't know if you had this in spain or not but domino's pizza had a guarantee uh, una garantia and they basically said that if your pizza wasn't delivered in 30 minutes or less that it was free it was on the house. It was complimentary. So it was called the 30 minutes or less guarantee. Now, why am I using the past tense? Why am I saying it was called the 30 minute guarantee? Well, it's because in 1993, the company suffered from a series of lawsuits. A lawsuit es una denuncia en un juicio, no? Juicio. And uh, they accused the company of promoting unsafe driving. Sure, because the company doesn't want you to deliver the pizza late because then they have to pay for the pizza. So they're pushing their drivers. I, I don't know if this is true or I, I imagine each franchise was different, but I imagine they were putting extra pressure on their drivers, you know, to pick up the pace, subir el ritmo, to, you know, to, uh, to, to drive faster, to step on it, pisarlo fuerte, of course. So now, because of the reckless driving, as we call it, unsafe or reckless driving, uh, Domino's has done away with this guarantee. To do away with is to get rid of. And, you know, we were talking before about, you know, I was doing the mafia voice, joking around, you know, the, you know, hey... And you know what? A part of us says that these are stereotypes, but I have to say a lot of pizzerias have been used as fronts to launder money, to launder es blanquear o limpiar dinero. So, uh, you know, I don't want to be stereotypical, but also, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck... <coughs> It's a duck, as you guys say, blanco y en botella. Pizzerias have been used as uh, illegal fronts for either drugs or who knows, you know, just as a way to, as I said before, launder money. And they found uh, the mafia, they had prosecuted the mafia between 1985 and 1987. And this was the longest running criminal jury trial in American history. And it was called, or it was dubbed, apodado, do you say that? It was dubbed the pizza connection. This was in the 1980s, but the the trial, el juicio, was from 1985 to 1987. It was a two-year-long case. They were trying to bust, to bust is to arrest, mafiosos uh, who were using pizza restaurants as fronts for drug trafficking. So, again, it it's a stereotype, but it's partly true. Of course, stereotypes come from a certain place.
But pizzerias shouldn't be put in such a, a negative light. They aren't the bad guys. In fact, they're usually the good guys. This was uh, now in 2010. Uh, what happened was pizza played a role, o sea, tuvo un papel. It played a role in helping police catch an alleged, supuesto, an alleged serial killer known as the Grim Sleeper. And as I said, it was in 2010. And what they did is an undercover officer, an undercover officer, another way to say it is a plain clothes officer, uh, Policia Paisano, I think you say. Uh, well, this guy took a DNA sample. Uh, DNA is ADN, a DNA sample from a slice of pizza that the killer had been munching on at a family birthday party. So thanks to the DNA from his saliva on that pizza, they were able to catch this serial killer. So thanks. See, pizza's not always, uh, you know, a place to, to, to launder money, but it, it can also help people as well. I mean, I don't have confirmation here, and I probably never will, but I'm sure the CIA, the FBI, these kind of uh, groups have used uh, undercover pizza delivery guys. So, you know, if they wanted to scope out a situation, to scope out a investigar, well, you know, before they get a warrant, a warrant is el permiso para entrar en el piso, well, they scope it out. They can send a guy dressed as a pizza guy and you know, deliver a pizza and scope out the area. So pizza, it's even got a, a criminal element to it. And it helps in fighting crime. Wow, who knew pizza was so powerful? And also, pizza is far-reaching. Far-reaching es que llega a todas partes. In 2001, Pizza Hut delivered a six-inch, uh, inches pulgada, so do the math, calcula vosotros, salami pizza to the ISS. The ISS is the International Space Station. And this became the first pizza to be delivered to outer space. Wow, even in space. All right, I also promised you I was going to tell you why they call this classic pizza Pizza Margarita. And well, it comes from Queen Margarita of Savoy, who in 1889, she tried or sampled, otra forma de decir probar, she uh, sampled three pizza flavors, which were made by master pizza chef, Rafael Esposito. And guys, if there's a god of pizza, that's him. Rafael Esposito. Her favorite pizza uh, that her, her personal chef made for her was one that had basil, albahaca, it had cheese, and it had tomatoes. If you think about it, those three colors are the Italian flag. So it was a, a really cool one because it's a visual, uh, a visual treat, and it also tastes great as well. So he decided to name the pizza after her. So thanks to Queen Margarita of Savoy and her chef Rafael Esposito, uh, we have the Pizza Margarita, as it's called these days. And as I was researching this program, I realized that there is a pizza museum I didn't know this. Now, I know you can go to Naples and you can go to the, you know, the pizza university and you can get a degree. Uh, I, I know it's, it's not available at most universities, but you can get a degree in pizza making. As I said, pizza is something that people take very seriously, especially the people in Philadelphia, where they have Pizza Brain. Pizza Brain, which is home to the world's largest collection of pizza memorabilia. 
I can't believe I haven't been to this place yet. This is my heaven. And let's be honest. Pizza generally gets a bad rap. To get a bad rap es recibe o tiene una mala reputación. It gets a bad rap. And I understand, you know, cheese, cholesterol, you know, all of that stuff. I understand it all, especially if you're adding salt and bacon and all that stuff. But there's some news, and I hope it's not too good to be true, but uh, pizza has some nutritional benefits as well. According to an Italian study, which was published by the International Journal of Cancer, people who ate pizza... Now remember, I'm not an expert, I'm just reading this, um, this fact, which I hope is a fact, and I hope it's true, just because then it justifies all my pizza eating. <laughs> I'm just trying to protect myself against cancer. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> so, yeah, they say that uh, people who ate pizza at least once a week had a, had a less chance of developing cancer. And now this is specific kinds of cancer, such as esophageal cancer. Uh, it supposedly reduced the risk by 59%. So that's my excuse now. When I talk to my wife, I'm like, babe, should we order pizza tonight? And she says, pizza? Oh, we should order something healthy. I'm like, this is healthy. We're trying to, you know, fight cancer here. We're trying to prevent cancer. And she she looks at me. You, you've got to see the looks. They're priceless. The look is, I'm not buying it. <laughs> no lo creo. <laughs> but it's not only esophageal cancer. Supposedly, um, it lowers the risk of colon cancer and mouth cancer. And basically the researchers, they speculated that this is on account of, on account of is, a, is another way of saying due to the, um, the high concentration or content of lycopene, lycopene, which is in the tomato sauce. So next time somebody tells you, don't eat pizza, let's eat something healthy. Tell them these facts over here. As promised, uh, we say, lo prometido es deuda. We say, as promised, I'm going to tell you guys about my first job. I remember I was 16 years old, and my mother took me to Vesuvio's Pizza. And this was a place which was right around the corner from my high school, so it was very convenient. And my mother, I, rem I remember the conversation perfectly with my parents. Um, I was 16, and I was getting my driver's permit. Your permit is que puedes conducir con otra persona en el coche. On my 17th birthday, if all went well, I would get my driver's license and I'd be free. So I told my parents, I said, the day I turn 17 and get my driver's license, you're not even going to see my face. And then my dad said, uh, Alberto, um, what car are you going to use? And that's when I heard... And sure, I hadn't thought about that before. I thought, well, I guess I'll use your cars. You know, I'll borrow, tomar prestado. I'll borrow your cars. And they looked at me like, well, we have to work. So what's your plan? So that next day was where my, my professional life started. That's where I started uh, working, my first job. And, and as I'll tell you, I learned so much from this job, so much more than just how to make pizza. In fact, I didn't learn how to make pizza. It takes, uh, as I said before, have you ever tried to spin that dough in the air? I mean, there are competitions. There are national and international competitions uh, for dough spinning. 
And it's not just for show. No es solo un show, you know. Uh, You're thinking, oh, this pizza guy is showing off. Está presumiendo. No, no, no. This is really proven, demostrado, as the best way to evenly spread the dough. And you want to create a uniform crust. You know, it helps it retain moisture. So there are many, many reasons that they toss, or to toss también es tirar, or spin the dough in the air and it's not just to look cool and you know how many times I I tried to do this when I was working at Vesuvio's I remember I used to work with Sammy Sammy was a 75 year old guy from Naples so you can just imagine who was teaching me how to make pizza but you know what I guess I wasn't a good student because <laughs> I, I would end up with the dough on my head. I would drop it on the ground. I mean, it, I'm telling you, it, wasn't, it didn't work out too well. But I must say, I learned how to cook. I learned the idea of cooking. I learned how to put ingredients together, how to keep things clean, because that's a very important part of cooking, you know, keeping thing, things clean and, as we say, cleaning as you go. You know, because the worst thing, the last thing you want to do is, you know, make something to eat and then have a pile of dishes. So the idea is to keep cleaning as you go. So I I learned so many things. I learned uh, how to work on a team. I learned how to deal with pressure. uh, And it was my first job. And, oh, I didn't tell you the best part. I was able to save $6,000. Ahorrar. I had, remember, I had it in a cup in my room, and I saved $6,000, which, you know, now I think about that, that what kid has $6,000 at 16 years old? And I brought it to my father, and I said, well, Dad, uh, you know, I don't, I've, I've been looking at cars, and I can't afford any car that's not a piece of junk or a lemon, you say chatarra. And my dad said, well, I'm going to match what you saved. Voy a poner lo mismo. He's going to match it. So, in the end, I had $12,000 to buy my first car, which was a baby blue Ford. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite color, but we got a discount because of that baby blue color. But I, I learned so much more than just how to make pizza. I learned the value of a dollar, as we say. I learned that if you wanted something, you had to work hard for it, and you had to save, and you had to, you know, some blood, sweat, and tears had to go into it. I also learned there that it's much better to be the boss than the employee. But I learned so, so much. I mean, indispensable things, even things such as don't be wasteful, no? No malgastes las cosas, you know? How to, how to keep things clean, uh, how to respect people, how to deal with, you know, frustrated customers, as well as giving me the money I needed for my first car. It also gave me a lot of skills and, and things that I still bear in mind, tener en cuenta. Now, I want to be clear on something here, too. I was not a pizza delivery guy. Yeah, remember? I didn't have my license, so I couldn't. I couldn't be. I wasn't at that level yet. (laughs) And believe me, I wanted to be a pizza delivery guy. All you had to do is see a a porno movie. Oh, did I just say that? Oh, God. (laughs) Well, they always got lucky. Siempre triunfaron. So, you know, who didn't want to be a delivery boy? You go there and there's Mrs. Robinson and she says, come on in, son. Leave the pizza on the table. But I never made it to that level. My, my pizza career started and ended over there at Vesuvio's. But many, many famous people got their start either making or delivering pizzas. Uh, Stephen Baldwin of the famous Baldwin family. 
he uh, he worked at a pizza restaurant. Bill Murray. I know you guys say Murray, but it's Bill Murray. That's right, Bill Murray. Can you imagine that? Another guy who got his start at a pizza restaurant. Well, you know what? We said before in the show, how many are there in the United States? 70,000? Well, <laughs> chances are your first job is going to be at a pizzeria. And another guy who was a damn good delivery guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Horrible joke. Damn is maldito, right? He was a damn good, que significa muy bueno, a damn good uh, pizza delivery guy. And I'm talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, before he used to deliver beatdowns, uh, palizas, he used to deliver pizzas. Well, my amigos, as you can see, I could talk about pizza endlessly. It's a passion. It's a love affair. It was my first job. It's a bonding thing between me and my grandmother. And it's so much more than just dough, cheese, and tomato sauce. And you know what? No matter how you slice it, esto es, lo he hecho a posta, eh? slice, trozo de pizza. No matter how you slice it, eh, pongas como lo pongas, pizza is here to stay. Aquí se queda pizza para siempre. In our hearts and on our plates. Thank you so much for being here for this episode of FYI.